Hey, everybody. Thanks for staying with us into our guest segment of the Common Sense Show. And as you know, we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. My name is Dave Hodges. I'm the host. Happy to be with you during these very trying times, these pivotal times for America. And we may not be seeing the United States of America much longer. And I've invited Bob Griswold on, and we're going to do a couple of segments. And uh, we'll spread them out by a few days and uh, for effect. But there's more that we need to cover than you can get done in one hour. And in this first segment, I'm going to be asking Bob some really pointed questions. Things I'm concerned about because in his expert role as a, uh, what should we say, a prepper, a survivalist, as someone who guides other people in that path, he's in a unique position and also because of his professional background to be able to judge danger as it's appearing. And he'll see the danger much sooner than someone else. It's kind of like the guard dog that hears the intruder before the human even knows they're there. And that's the discernment that Bob has. And we're going to prevail upon that here in this first interview with Bob to take place over the next few days. But first, we've got to pay a few bills. In fact, right in line with what I'm talking about. Uh, look, at folks, I have detailed this and, and I've documented this. The left is setting up to use food as a weapon. And it's not like we think. That's it, unquestionably right there. The murder weapons are in place. And they're going to use this to enslave us, control us. And as Celeste Salam said in a recent interview I had with her, they're going to bring us into the camps and they'll make decisions on who they're going to let leave. And it won't be very many. And uh, a couple of the things they're going to do is they're going to get rid of people like Bob Griswold and myself and Steve Quayle. Of course, I will not be going to a camp. I will not meet my end there. But they're going to impose this upon us and make no mistake about it. This is real, and if the left gets control, if Trump loses this election, it's Katie bar the door. You better have food, and you better have lots of it, because there's going to come a time soon where you're not going to be able to get the food that I'm selling. Food inflation and availability will negate all of this. How do you get yours now? Well, you go to preparewithdave.com for restaurant-quality food. It tastes really good, folks. Lots of diversity in the food as well. And I would add this, that there is a sale right now. And it's incredible they're putting this on sale. But the sale is $100 off the four-week emergency pack. And we got people buying multiple packs because the price is so great. We had one guy three and a half weeks ago buy 60 packets of this. And, and I expect to see more of this buying. Because I don't know when this, this is going to run out, but it's going to run out soon price in the economy availability it's going to be limited preparewithdave.com is the place to go and also too if you have an issue with food and in a societal collapse which we're clearly headed towards right now you're going to need to have a way to scavenge water you won't have trouble finding standing water you'll have trouble finding drinkable standing water and we have if not the best certainly one of the best in the world on drinkable water filters, one that will make water drinkable for you, the Alexapur Pro Water Filter. The research for me to be able to make that claim is at waterwithdave.com, and they're offering a 40% off sale. Sounds kind of like these sales, these guys know what's coming, and they need to empty their inventory before they're not able to sell anymore. And to me, this is really clear what's going on. So you've got the food with preparewithdave.com, and you've got the water with waterwithdave.com. And we have Bob Griswold with us, and uh, I'm, I'm really fortunate to have Bob as a regular guest on this show because he is bringing you information 
that not very many people that I know in this industry could bring to you in the same clear and concise manner. Bob, thanks for coming in and thanks for being willing to answer questions that I'm sure a lot of our audience has. Well, David, it's always good to be here. I, uh, I, each time we do these programs, I think it's more and more sobering because of the reality of what we're facing. Um, I would consider us facing the gravest threat to a republic ever, including the Civil War right now, because this isn't a, just a, this is not just a thing that would split the Union and have a North and a South America. This is something that will de- end the Union. This is, they're talking about doing away with constitutional republic, doing away with the rule of law, doing away with innocent until proven guilty, doing away with all the rights all the way back to the Magna Carta that have been that uh, government has recognized are the inalienable rights of people. All of that, those centuries of jurisprudence that have granted the citizens the right to be secure in their home. Uh, against unreasonable search and seizure, to be able to exercise their religious beliefs freely, uh, to to own firearms for self-defense, to be able to speak freely of what we think. All of that right now is on the line, and we see these forces of tyranny coming against it where they want to abolish all of that. It, it, you, it, you know, you can have any opinion you want as long as it's theirs, is what it is, to, to take off a Henry Ford quote. Um, I mean, you cannot disagree with the orthodoxy right now of liberalism, um, insanity, whatever you want to call it, because if you do, you're immediately shut out of your job, uh, you're penalized. Every way they can make you hurt, they're making you hurt. And Dave, I want to just drop back for a second. I, I would say, Dave, this time next year, and I, I pray to God I'm wrong, you won't be able to get any food anywhere. Um, I, I think uh, food control is coming. I think they're going to uh, start, as, as, as we move into that cashless society, they're going to start the, the, the ability to regulate who can buy food and how much you can buy. It's not going to be the old World War II butter cards or the meat cards. You get so many you know, little coupon mm-hmm. things. This is going to all be done electronically yeah. where you, 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 all of a sudden you go to check out with that pound of hamburger, and the lady says, well, you can't buy this. You're, 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 um, our records, you know, the digital records show that you've already had your allotment for the month or week or whatever it will be. Or you're a Christian, or you don't have your mandatory vaccine card, or whatever it will be. It, it will plethora of things for sure. I mean, there'll be the social credit score, which will be everything from you know, as you said, whether you're a Christian or whatever. And Dave, um, you you don't ask me to do this, but I, I I just do it because I just know uh, what starvation does to people, and we'll talk about that in just a second. I've talked about it before, but. You know, when you will not be able to buy any quality type food, and that's food with real meat proteins, uh, vegetables, fruits, and all you can buy are high, or all that the government will provide are high starch foods that do, do that actually wreck the human uh, engine. Um, you know, the body's an engine, a chemical engine, and and, that, and that's all you put in it, and you don't have the balanced diet that you should have. Right. That, um, your food supply does, the, your whole way of thinking changes. Your whole physiology changes. You know, I know, you know, 10 years ago, I went on a low-carb diet, and I just know my whole body changed. My blood pressure went down dramatically. My blood sugar went down dramatically. Um, you know, incidents of, you know, swelling, you know, just around the joints went down dramatically. 
because I got rid of those carbohydrates, all those carbohydrates that I eat. Well, that's what the government, and you, you look at any of these third world countries, and, and including you know China and and um, and uh, when it used to be the Soviet Union, that's what the people had to fight for. I mean, meat was very very scarce. Fruits and vegetables were very very scarce. And, and so you had to pay tremendous amounts of money for them. And most people right now, with with being out of work for so long, their their jobs are being cut back. Uh, people not even working. Uh, you know, they don't have that capital to go ahead and 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 to buy that higher quality food. And if if you think it's bad now, Dave, I would say just wait a year. And we're going to see this as we approach the election and after the election. It doesn't matter who wins the election because we're at a civil war. This is a civil war going on. So one side is absolutely not going to accept the results of this coming election if we have an election. I've They're not that. going to accept it. I've heard that from so many people. And I want to go backtrack here on something you said about 30 seconds ago. And, and you talked about controlling the food. You, you and Celeste Salam must be reading from the same federal documents. Uh, Celeste Salam, by the way, you know, former FEMA official who is making some stunning revelations. But, Bob, she just paralleled what you said. She got into a detail in my interview with her when she said that we're going to see a systematic starvation to death of people while they're uh, excised for their slave labor under Executive Order 13603 that I've talked about forever. And she said that you'll be given X amount of percent of the needed protein, X amount of percent of the needed whatever, vitamin C. And it's down to the nth degree plan. And she said, I've seen all the documents when I work for FEMA. And she said, Bob, just what you just said, that eventually you're not going to have whole food and they're going to starve people to death just like they did in the Nazi death labor camps. Yeah, well, and, and you know, it was it was systematic throughout most Marxist societies where because because there's low incentive to produce because there's no there's no personal reward for for production um you know if if i work hard if i'm if i don't spend my money uh, you know uh, in a frivolous manner and i save you know I, in those societies you're penalized for being that way if you just if you just go along and you just are average and you don't have any incentive to improve which happens under marxism I mean, we we saw how long Chaz or Chad or whatever it was, Chop lasted, because all of a sudden they realized, you know, as as uh, Margaret Thatcher said, you can only you can only spend other people's money so long. Well, they, they the capital that they had inside that area, the stuff that the capitalist had earned, the food that was inside that area, the the water, the electricity, the wealth that was inside that area, quickly was just destroyed. I mean, they just consumed it like locusts. And so that's what we see. That's what that's what's going to happen if these people take over. The capital of the United States, the wealth of our nation is gone. I mean, they just keep spending these obscene amounts of money um, on on projects we don't even know what they're spending them for, and I imagine a lot of them is for their own self-protection. When it happens, they'll leave the country, they'll fly to their remote locations in South America or Australia, New Zealand, wherever they have them, so that they don't have to, uh, uh, you know, deal with the mess that they have created. 
And so that this is what food is going to do. It's going to be that mechanism by which the state will control you. And they'll not and it's not that they it's not that there might not be enough food, it's just they don't want you to have it because if you're well fed um, and you're and you're energetic and you're getting your uh, you know dietary requirements met. You, you're not going to want to put up with that kind of totalitarian state very long. So it, it's it's you know it's the policy, it's history. And, and you mentioned Celeste and I being on the same page. I think Celeste and I probably read you know read history, and we know <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. the. This yeah, is the way things work. It, it's, you know, Mark Twain, Samuel Clemens, history doesn't repeat itself, but it sure does rhyme. Um, this is the way they do it. So they will purposefully not give you the food that you need so that you, your existence, when you're not slave laboring for them and you're, 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 you have whatever time off you will have, it's going to be for the acquisition of the basic necessities of life. You know, whatever you need, they're going to control that. It's going to be a bottleneck so that you do not um, have the time on your hands to object or resist or, or, you know, protest against the regime. Um, That's what they intend for you. So when you mention food, Dave, it is the most critical time because I I, I personally think next year at this time, you you probably won't be be available. I think it's going to dry up. If there's another shutdown, if there's another shutdown, Dave, it game's up. It's over with because – the people that were that didn't go bankrupt during this last shutdown were nearing bankruptcy. The meat producers, the meat cutters, all those people. I mean, it just bankrupted the whole system, and and it, and it's for nothing. I mean, so we know they're using these these uh, this, this riots, the pandemic, whatever they call it, scandemic. Um, what they're using it to orchestrate the system that they want to put in place, and that system requires you have a yoke on your neck. That's what they want. Yeah, they want I, the I, yoke I, on your neck. I hear you. Let's get to some questions here that um, I think some people are wondering about. So I'll pose a couple of questions, and then I'd like you to elaborate. Okay. Um, something that we saw during the Obama administration, and and Bob, as a preference, I, I want to use this opportunity here to make a baseball analogy. And, and to those who don't really follow baseball, in pitching, you have two really important relief pitchers. One is what they call the eighth-inning setup guy who sets the table for the closer, the reliever, the ace reliever out of the bullpen to come in and shut down the other team and preserve the victory. Obama, when I look at his legislation, the NDAA, taking away all rights, rest off the streets, no due process, and then, of course, Executive Order 13603, where you own nothing, including your own freedom, Obama clearly was the eighth-inning setup guy, to use a baseball analogy. And Hillary Clinton was to be the closer to come in and utilize what Obama had set the table with to close out America. Well, now Biden has kind of taken the approach, certainly with a cabal that will be behind this dementia-running candidate. And and I remember during the Obama years, and I want you to uh, to, to get into this a little bit, I remember reporting that all these federal agencies, Homeland, the Post Office, I mean, the the Treasury, the IRS, they were collecting ammo like there was no tomorrow. Can you elaborate on that? Well, of course I can. It's the right hand doesn't know what the left hand's doing. When 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 you're hearing stories of that, you know, the, the National Oceanic Administration is acquiring. Um, uh, you know, millions of rounds of ammunition. When all, when FAA is requiring millions of rounds of ammunition, do we really think? Are we really that 
you know, foolish to think is really going to those people. Uh, this is what Barack Obama did. If you remember, he wanted a civilian army just as strong as the military. Mm-hmm. So he, he tipped his cards there. We could just for that brief moment, you could look at his cards, to use a poker analogy, um, that you could see his game plan. And, you know, he had a full house there, and, and, he, was, and he was playing that because nobody in those administrations need that kind of ammunition. And as we've talked before, Dave, it's not only the ammunition that they've spent all this money on. It would stagger us, Dave, if we knew all these billions and billions of trillions of dollars are spending right now, how much of it is funding and insurgency. And just, just, just to mention this thing a little bit, I've studied insurgencies and counterinsurgencies quite extensively. Um, nobody takes an insurgency seriously at first. That's why it, it can rapidly increase. There are several different stages to an insurgency, um, but we're in this we're in this stage of the insurgency now, Dave. That it is so well connected, um, and 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 so we we've ignored the insurgency that's going on around us. We've discounted it. They, they, the, the left has done a very good job of putting the little soy boy, you know, with the two-inch biceps up on the thing, you know, that you'd look at and you think, well, good grief, a strong wind would blow this guy away. Um, they've put that image up to think, make us think that's the people that we are going to be going against. But if you look quickly um, at, at Chaz or Chod or whatever it is, Chop, um, you, you could see they were, I mean, they were passing out AR-15s. Where did they get those AR-15s from? They were in an enclosed area, cordoned off. Where did all these AR-15s just miraculously appear from? Well, I can tell you what my intelligence sources tell me. Pre-stashed weaponry. Now, get this. Suspected courtesy of the communist Chinese money and backing. Oh, of course. Of course. I mean, we've, we've mentioned this many, many times. That, that Long Beach, California was the, the Chinese way of bringing it into the country. The southern border was the way of bringing it into the country. And they, they funded these people. So all of a sudden, you know, which I, I was wondering why the FBI, the uh, ATF, or some other organization like that didn't go in when they were passing out AR-15s to minors. I mean, good grief. Can you imagine, Dave, if we were doing that? If we formed some type of, you know, counter-resistant movement and we had, you know, 13, 14, 15-year-old people in there and we were giving them out AR-15s with magazines, can you imagine how quick the federal government would rain down the full weight of, of their um, their brutality upon us? I know. I mean, it wouldn't take long, but these people were passing them out to, to them, and you could see all of a sudden – how well-funded that thing was. It, it fell apart quickly because they didn't have the assets, and that goes back to the failure of communism and socialism. But that's what they had. The, the weapons came out immediately, and I think it's going to stun Americans because we think so many times, Dave, that you know all these guys are buying guns good because you know they're on our side and you know we've got more conservatives buying guns. Well, well I can tell you, both sides are buying guns right now. Both sides, are, uh, you know, the, the left is being provided firearms as well, fully automatic weapons, indirect fire weapons, explosives, and so forth. And so, when this happens, in which I think we're going to see it happen very quickly, when it does, going back to what Barack Obama said, we need a civilian army just as strong as the military. Um, and and so that's where all this 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 weaponry. That's where a lot of this money has gone. That these Marxists and Barack Obama was a traitor to the country in every sense of the word. He was a traitor. Um, he was funding the very enemies that which that seek to destroy America. And when I say America, Dave, I mean 
John and Sally Q. Public out there. You think, Dave, you mentioned something a minute ago that they're going to come for you and I. Yes, but I can tell you, John and Sally Q. Public, you're just as big a target. I mean, you think you're going to escape this? It is going to come to your door. And and that's why it's so important at this point, Dave, we do what we can do to forestall it. I don't know if it's possible to make it not happen, but the longer we can forestall it, the longer amount of peace that we'll have. Um, and, you know, I'm in I'm into peace. I, I don't want to have this come upon my nation. I don't I don't want to see this this violence and bloodshed that's coming come. I don't want to see it come, but it is coming if we do not stop it. And you and I alone, no more than Donald Trump can stop it by himself. Donald Trump thought he could, you know, take on the deep state and we've seen how ineffective it is. But if if the Christians in this country, if the conservatives in this country grew a backbone and not just left it to Steve Quayle and Dave Hodges, grew a backbone and said, no more. I'm not going to use social media anymore just for trite stuff. I'm going to use it to expose. I'm going to talk. I'm going to speak. I'm not going to be worried about what's going to happen if I speak the truth. Um, you know, I'm going to speak the truth. And, and if we do not do that, you might, by your silence, buy yourself a little time. But it will be a little time, Dave, just a little, because they're coming – not for you and I alone. They're coming for them all. Look at Nazi Germany. You know, in time, they came for everybody that disagreed with the state at all. You don't everybody. have to disagree. Bob, no. you don't have to just disagree. I, I agree. That puts a bullseye on your back immediately. But I watched the TED Talk that Bill Gates gave a few years ago. And in a 12-minute talk, he mentioned depopulation, the need for depopulation, the desire for depopulation, on four separate occasions. They want 90% of us gone. They, they, the globalists say it repeatedly in their quotes. And I think yes, after a while, we should take them seriously. Well, if, you know, if we look at what they've said they're going to do so far, you know, we, we look at the destruction of the nuclear family. That's been accomplished. They, they've infiltrated our, our news organizations, our religious organizations, our educational organizations, going all the way back to the 1950s. You know, when you had Cleo Skousen write The Naked Communist, um, you know, all, the, all of that that was predicted back then, you know, they've done it. So why would we think that they won't complete the task? And they're, and they're at the final uh, they can see the, the the finish line in sight, and so we are being pressed to the to the wall. And as I was going back to the counterinsurgency insurgency, um, you know, it's only until when when people finally realize the insurgency has strength and the moxie to pull it off, it's too late. They've infiltrated so far into into your life, into the government, into the private and, and public sectors that it's too late. You know, I just read an article, Dave. There's 259 corporations right now. I posted it. 259 corporations that are supporting Black Lives Matter. Now, do Black Lives Matter? Absolutely. Do White Lives Matter? Absolutely. All all people group lives matter. Uh, but what we see, if you go to the Black Lives Matter website, you're going to see it's very very anti-patriarchal family. It's very pro um, LGBTQ. It, it probably everything that they stand for in that organization is what we oppose um, as 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 moral choices in life, and so 
we see major corporations right now funding this organization, funding Antifa. Um, and so the insurgency is at that point, if it is not already crossed that, that line, Dave, we're, we're, we're all of a sudden we're, we're realizing it. I was just talking to a gentleman um, before um, the program, and he, he was just saying, I was explaining that to him, and he goes, you know, I, that's exactly what I'm feeling. We're at the point where the counterinsur the insurgency is gained so much momentum, so much infiltration into the American public life that it will be very, very difficult to stop it. And the only way to stop it, according to what a lot of people are thinking right now, is with uh, you know a, a civil war. Uh, those people aren't going to back down. The freedom-loving people hopefully won't back down, and it, therein lies the clash. So. Um, yeah, I'm going to draw it back to the food again, Dave. Food and water. You know, when, when that when that day happens, which I think it's going to turn on a dime, all of a sudden they're going to realize this is the turning point. We've got the momentum. Let's do it. Let's take it down. When that happens, I can promise you, Dave, there'll be no food, no water, no electricity, no medicine for anyone unless you are a party member and whatever that party turns out to be in the end unless you're a party member of the of the, the people that destroy America if you're not plugged in uh, you will not have any of those basic necessities of life and if you do have any there'll be you'll have to be scrounging for them and very difficult to find so uh, again now is the time it's not we don't have the leisure that we did 10 years ago uh, now is the time that I think this thing can turn on a dime and that you're going to find yourself wake up one morning and all of a sudden, you know, everything is controlled. Everything. You have to turn in your firearms. If you fill, ever filled out a 4473, which is the firearms uh, form, if you've ever filled one of those out, you, you no know food unless you turn in your guns. All, all, all of that, that's how well organized this machine that they have put in place is now. The, the people that are on their side, they'll keep their guns. You know, and they'll be using those guns to do whatever they want, rape, and they will rape, they will pillage, they will do whatever. Um, Dave, I'm just waiting to hear um, when finally people open up from what came out of Chad, Chop, whatever that place was, um, the horror stories, because I know um, Mike Adams posted stories that they were going door to door um, and uh, sexually abusing both men and women, um, you know, making the, the other partner watch while they were doing it. Uh, so as those stories do start filtering out of there, it'll be interesting to see what those stories are because those stories are what they plan for you. Uh, somebody said the other day, you know, I was talking about tearing down statutes, uh, statues, and they said, well, you know, God says don't have graven images to begin with. Uh, granted, I'll, I'll grant you that, but that, that's not the issue here. What they're doing to those statues is a pictorial representation of what they're going to do to you. Get that, get that through your mind. If they're tearing down those statues, if they're defacing them, if they're destroying them, whatever you see the violence being acted on those statues is the violence they have planned on you. So that, that's where it's at. And that was a long, drawn-out answer to the ammo question. But Yeah, uh, well, it, you logically progress through it. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I see Antifa, and now you know they're paid thugs. There's no question about that, and that's been proven nine times Sunday. As many of these crisis actors are, in fact, they even run ads for them on places like Craigslist. Yes. But these um, thugs, and they're well-armed, like you said. I, I think it's the fulfillment of Obama's promise 
he said, we need an army, a military that's just as strong, just as well equipped, just as well funded as our regular military. Is this is what we're seeing, and is this for the purposes of civil war? Well, Dave, you know, as I, as I said, do the police in this country have problems? Yes. There's genuine police abuse. I, I've seen some videos of police officers acting in ways that should horrify people. I, I saw a, a police video of this man who was totally innocent crawling out of his. Uh, this, this somebody saw him with an apartment. I mean, in a hotel room with a with a toy gun, a, a basic a pellet pistol, and they made him. He was crawling out on his knees, uh, crying, pleading for his life. Well, the guy was screaming contradictory orders to him, and he reached his. He didn't have a belt on. He reached to pull his pants up, and, and he just shot him point blank range, killed him dead. You can watch it on YouTube. It's it's atrocious. That does happen, but I would say that the vast majority of police officers out there are out there to do a job. It's a dirty job. It's a horrible job, and day in and day out when you see that type of thing, it's just a very difficult life for a police officer. So most police officers, I would say kudos to you. Um, you you're doing a good job. Uh, the societies need you um, because there is a depraved element in our society that if it's not does not have the threat of force against it, it's going to going to be destructive and it's going to wreck that destruction on all of itself. The self-destruction that they've wrecked in their own lives, drug abuse, whatever abuse they're doing to themselves, you know, they're going to wreck that on you if there's not that um, opposing force that keeps them in check. So I would say this, those that, this is my quote, those that want to do away with the blue shirts are openly opening the door for the brown shirts. And that's the goal, Dave. That's the goal. Replace the blue shirts with the brown shirts. Um, and we saw that. That's what that's what the riots are about. That's what CHOP was about. That's what all this statue tearing down is about. These are the Democratic Party brown shirts. And because now the police have been neutered in so many of these um, communities, you know, they can't even go. They, they can't even protect people. They can't even stop a violent assault. Uh, and, and I don't blame them in some cases because if they go to stop a violent assault, Let's just say this woman's being assaulted, and you know, four or five guys assaulting her, and the police goes in there. There's a high probability that he's going to have to use a firearm. And would you, if you were a police officer right now, would you want to use a firearm in that situation? Because no matter what <laughs> yeah. you do, the Atlanta police officer, I mean, you know, no matter what you do, you, you're going to be charged. And, and so, by de facto of neutering the police, they have open the door for these thugs and these thugs are running wild and again going back this is the insurgency in progression this could not have happened two or three years ago but this is how much ground they have made in this last two to three years how much they've pushed in on the american people and the american institutions to bring about this absolutely the destruction of law and order in this country i mean they have no law and order they're complaining about a police abuse i mean and it's, it just wasn't uh, people of color doing it. There was a lot of white people out there doing it, and everybody was doing it. So it, it wasn't just one people group that were doing it. Um, but what they were doing is, you're breaking the law, so we're going to burn everything down and destroy it, and we're going to we're going to arm and we're going to shoot people and murder people and beat them up and do that. I mean, that's that really makes a lot of sense, Dave. We're going to we're going to punish the lawbreakers by being lawbreakers. Uh, total insanity, and their and their form of lawbreaking. Has is far far more violent, um, and it's far more widespread. I mean, again, you have the bad cop, 
and you know sooner or later he's usually weeded out um, for, for whatever it does because you know that type of attitude he, it, it reflects on his his whole person. But you you just see now this army of brown shirts you know, moving across America, and I, I and I'm going to stop here and just mention something, Dave. Um, this is I want everybody to really pay attention to this. Um, and this is my warning. I know it's come out in several places, um, and I haven't. People that know have said this too. I'll just say that um, under the guise of the explosion of fireworks this Fourth of July. It, it could give our enemies, you know, when bombs are going off in the air, you know, aerial bombs, the, the fireworks, um, they could use that as cover. So I, I would just say, uh, you know, uh, as they say, stay frosty, stay awake, stay alert. Um, you know, if you've been, I, I, you know, if you've been you or me or Steve, I would say use the 4th of July to go into high, high DEFCOM 4. Because you know they could they could easily use that as an excuse to to come and take out people they don't like. It might be in the big cities to start with, but this Fourth of July, Dave, I, I really I, I'm praying that God would give us peace. I'm praying it doesn't happen, um, but I would just say at the same time be aware this Fourth of July because under the cover of explosions of fireworks, they could do a lot of damage. Because yeah. do you know the do you know the difference between a C four explosion and an aerial bomb explosion? Not many people do. No. Uh, no. The, the one fortunate thing that I see though is a lot of communities have outlawed Fourth of July celebrations. Yes, and they might go deeper, but th- than that. But if they do happen, I can promise you, wherever they are going to happen, those groups know where they're going to happen. So if your area has a Fourth of July. Um, you know, fireworks display. I would be very, very careful about that. And you know, in a lot of states, you can still buy some pretty powerful, you know, um, those type of aerial bombs. And there could be people uh, making, uh, you know, a, a what appears to be a block party fireworks display and turn it into something else. So it doesn't necessarily, Dave, have to be. That you know the state of or the city of yada 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 having their you know big Fourth of July thing. It could be an organized group of people saying going out and buying some uh, you know pretty powerful uh, fireworks because I know in Tennessee you can buy some very very impressive aerial bomb explosion type fireworks, and they set that block party up and all of a sudden the fireworks start going off. And they use that for cover for something else. So it just doesn't have to be the state doing it or the city doing it. It could be it could be a diversion set up for people to do. And I would say that would um, be a high order probability that if they're going to do it, they'll do it that way. Well, I think you're right. I think the Fourth of July too would be symbolic. We we kneel in the face of the Star Spangled Banner, and then of course, then of course, it would make sense that. Um, We'd perpetrate violence on uh, America's holiday. You know, I don't. I, I think I told you this. I, I don't know, but we're already beginning to see harassment of people like myself in the alternative media. Um, and one of them involved the flag. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was on June 12th, and my wife and I were not home in an overlap period of about a half hour. And Bob, I live in the middle of nowhere, and on this day it was 112 degrees, and you can sit out on my front patio. 
<clears throat> excuse me, and, and, and you might not see a car pass by for two hours. That's how remote I am. And yet, and we think it was the delivery man from UPS. Uh, so whoever comes to the door, they had to take the time to unscrew the flag and then trample it on the ground and steal another flag that we had uh, put up and then take off. And that was highly symbolic to me. But then something else has happened. Uh, people are beginning to get a hold of not just my number, which I guard, and uh, then they're getting a hold of my wife's number, which I think is impossible, almost next to impossible to get. And she's getting calls about me. And then here's the third one, Bob, and this is where I think people really need to sit up and pay attention, uh, particularly if you're an advocate, uh, you're active at all. Uh, my son comes and gets me and pulls me out of my office when I'm recording some podcasts. And he says, Dad, there's a guy at the door and he needs to talk to you about insurance. Now, keep in mind the remoteness of where I live. I go to the door and, and, and not knowing what I'm dealing with and all the other things that have transpired, I've got a gun right there on the ledge next to me out of the sight of the person at the door. He backs up to where he's 10 feet away from the door and I go, whoa, boy, that's a, that's a move to have free reign to pull out a gun. So I kind of moved to where he could only see half my body and then I had my hand on the gun. And I said, what do you need? And he goes, I understand you just had a birthday. And he got the birthday wrong. And you're going on Medicare. He's wrong again. <clears throat> and he goes down all these things. And he was wrong on every fact. And <clears throat> he was dressed um, like he was on vacation. Uh, and he says he was from a bank representing Medicare sales. Coming to my remote area on a house call. Does that even sound believable, Bob? Well, uh, no. It sounds like he might have been doing recon. Exactly. He might have exactly seen, he might have been my... testing your your state of readiness. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you at one time we talked about that, that that question. If somebody comes to your front door, um, if someone comes to your front door begging for food, what do you do? Um, you go make sure your back door secure because the person at the front door will be the diversion. The the the, the per person at the back door will be the one that. Um, is that you have to worry about, and and that's that sounds to me like there's a, a good probability that that was testing you, pro probing you to see your state of readiness, uh, if you are ready. And I, Dave, this is why I would just make an encouragement. I'd have a little, I'd have a little more of a pistol there. I'd have, I, I, I would have an AR-15, a type weapon, readily available at mm -hmm. that time because, um, you know, there's one purpose for a handgun, and that's to get to your long gun. Uh, the long gun is far more um, powerful and does far more damage to the human body than a handgun will do. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, that's what I would say. You know, that, that's why, you know, you do not come up my driveway, it, it, you know, unannounced um, or just doing things because I mean, we have po we posted it very clearly. Do not come up my driveway. Do not do yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to. We're definitely. Now, our ring system failed us. Uh, in both instances, and so we're in the process of getting high-tech night vision, not 360 security. Uh, interestingly enough, though, I, I, I let him know. I said, yeah, I said, uh, yeah, the dogs let me know you were coming, all three of them. Um, and and uh, we had the people behind me, let's say, were ready. And uh, one of them, that included a 12-gauge. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, look, I can smell BS from a mile away, having done this work long enough. Uh, and the guy, interestingly, I, I didn't even say this, we have a pretty significant pillar on our front porch. 
and he parked blocking my driveway so I could just see the headlights and a little bit of the hood. He knew what he was doing. He parked so I couldn't get a good view of his car. <clears throat> and, it was, and to me, that was not a that was not an accident. It was uh, very cleverly done. I mean, <laughs> I, I said this to, um, and and I'm kind of shocked at the agency that was given to me. But I went to my RSOF contact, who is never, never, never wrong, and I told him what happened. He goes, "Well, you probably had a visit from the CIA." He said, "They're tired of you running your mouth, and they're doing operational security uh, uh, investigation on your home in case you become a further problem." Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, or just it, it, it might not have been CIA directly. They would probably use proxy, um, you know, to to do that so that they have plausible deniability. Um, and that that's what I, I would just say a, a lot of people. I mean, Dave, why do you think the state wants the names of people who go to church? Now, this should scare everybody, not just us. This should be, concern everybody. Why do you think they want those names? Because it's it's not just you and me. They know that they know that they want to know the people that go to church because generally speaking, the people that would go to church will be their enemy. I mean, they know who the infiltrating plants are in in the churches. They know who con- who's been compromised. They know their snitches inside the churches, which they do have. But it's everyone they're doing this to, and they're using proxy companies, proxy people to go and 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 to get this data and intelligence. And as we said before, the whole purpose, Dave, of that gentleman uh, who came to your door and anybody else, whether they're giving your name. Uh, people who go to church, what magazines you get, what organizations you belong to, the purpose of that intelligence is to exploit you. They that that's the key element of what intelligence does is exploitation. So, the, it, 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 he, when when he did that, whoever he was, whatever he was there for, he did what was called the OODA loop. He observed, oriented, decided, and acted. Act. Um, so he gained intelligence from the ability, what your ability was. He was, you were armed. You, you, you were seeking cover, concealment. Yeah, you weren't yeah. exposing yourself. And he was doing the same thing. His car was hidden. Um, you know, he was being coy. Uh, so you, 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 basically, you were both doing things. You gained intelligence from it. He gained intelligence from it. And so that's what is is going on, not only with you and me, Dave. But uh, Steve or Doug Hagman, it's going on with everybody. You, you know, are you a member of a gun organization? Are you a member of a conservative church? Um, all of this is, is going on right now. So they are gathering massive amounts of data for exploitation for the American people. And this is why, I, Dave, I'm going back and telling you, the per- people listening right now, if you do not step up to the plate now and start pushing back now, I, I, we're going to have church. I don't care what they say, because I can promise you, in New York, they never plan on letting the churches open again. It, it, it because a church is the church to them is the enemy. That's the enemy's camp. Now, Dave, if you if 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 I we were fighting a war, and I could dictate to the other side what methods of organization they could use to fight the war that I'm bringing to them. I mean, you couldn't ask for something better, and and that's what's going on. The state, the enemy, the communist, the Marxist, all these people are dictating to their enemy, us, 
the terms by which we can plan and, and organize against them. And church is a big thing. And so they are going to outlaw this in perpetuity. I mean, just the stupidity of having all these mass riots. And then, I mean, are we really that stupid that there's thousands and thousands of people on the street just in intense close quarters to each other, probably sweating, bodily fluids passing back and forth, all, all of this, and no COVID. But now, a week after the riots, there's a massive COVID outbreak, and they have to reshut everything down. I mean, you know, the next time we want to cure the virus, all we need to do is have a big looting and burning spree, and that cures the virus for a week. Yeah. Um, but that's that's what's going on. They are never going to let any of the organizations they perceive as a threat reopen. So if your church is closed and they're telling you, you, you know, we want we want the COVID to, to pass, translate it. It's doublespeak. It's Orwellian doublespeak. That means the only way you are going to be able to reopen is if you completely abdicate to the state, you take your state-mandated vaccine, you stop preaching that Jesus is the only way, you stop preaching on the moral issues of the day, and you become a what would be considered a, um, a Babylonian great whore of Revelation church. That's that. Then then you can open up because then you'll be on their side. But as as long as they perceive our enemy is dictating the terms by which we can resist them. And we're going along with it, Dave. I know. You think of that. I, I know. It just, it's absolutely incredible to me. And, and you're absolutely right about the church. And, and like I said, I wrote an article uh, where Joe Biden is making anti-Christian statements. And, and in fact, he's strongly implying that Christians will be sent somewhere for their anti-LGBTQ, their transgender opposition. And he goes into all these details and he says, yeah, he says, under Obama, he says, uh, we monitored those people. And I'm thinking, I smell Gitmo. I smell FEMA camps, all of Celeste Salome's uh, uh, revelations. So you're absolutely right, Bob. There, there's no question the forces are lining up. And, you know, by the way, the Democratic Party several years ago took God out of the platform in a, conscious, a conscious decision. And to great applause when they did it. Um, if you remember that, I, I remember watching. It was great applause when they passed it. Um, but but so, are we going to continue to let our enemy dictate the terms by which we can resist them? Well, you know, we're going to impose this Marxist Orwellian nightmare upon you. We're going to send you to death camps. We're going to use. Your, we're going to do the Chinese do. If you have valuable organs, we'll take them. We'll organ harvest. The women will become comfort women. That that are you know all of this. And, you know, we're going to do this to you. Now, we're going to tell you how you can not resist us because we're going to take your firearms away from you. We're going to take your freedom of speech away from you. We're going to take your freedom of religion away from you. We're going to take your freedom of being secure in your papers, persons, and possessions away from you. And our response is, okay. Let's, okay, we've got to obey. It's the state. We've got to obey. We'll let them do it. They'll take. They'll neuter us everywhere they can neuter us, and then we wonder why we end up in one of those camps you're talking about, with know, horrible things happening to the women we love, uh, you know, our children. I mean, you know, all horrible things happening, and so it's time that the Church of Jesus Christ in this country stands up and says, you know, we're bold as a lion. We're not going to. Well, no, we're not doing it. We're going to. We're going to meet. If it's my death, if I die because I get COVID and I die, I go to be with the Lord. My life is not that well, valuable. Well, whoa, whoa, hold on here. I I got to interject this. 
Okay, I'm I'm going to put an end to this COVID myth once and for all. Yes. Number please. one. Number one, 65 years and up, or and or compromised immune system, multiple causations of death already in process, and to isolate COVID as the sole cause and stick these fake numbers up on the media is disingenuous at best. Dave. But there's even more. April 18th, and then a later time in May. The FDA came out and says, well, because of the emergency of the situation, we're not going to require manufacturers to validate their tests. I mean, what could go wrong? We're using unsubstantiated measures to evaluate whether someone has COVID, and and we don't even have any measures of reliability, validity. There's no margin of error. This is not science. This is the dark ages. So when they post the COVID numbers, they have no idea what the numbers are because if you don't have valid tests that are proven, you don't have a diagnosis. And this is why in the CDC documents, they had to put presumptive diagnosis as an acceptable procedure. You look like you have COVID, therefore I'm writing that down as a diagnosis. And the last thing, Bob, they incentivized fraud from the federal government, the Democrats from the CDC, and they're a Democrat, never Trumper organization. They incentivize fraud by paying so much money to local government for a positive COVID diagnosis and more money for a COVID listed death. What could possibly go wrong with those figures? Dave, yesterday, my my wife's uncle died. They listed it as COVID. Dave, he was 90 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. He was, and my wife came on and said, they said he died of COVID. I went, honey, he's 90 years old. 90. Most people don't even get anywhere close to 90. I said, a 90-year-old man, they're listing as COVID death. It just goes to the insanity of what they're doing. Absolutely. But, again, going back to that, Dave, you know, obviously their COVID restrictions did not stop the rioters. In fact, they were out there with the rioters, a lot of the politicians. They were encouraging the rioters to burn, loot, rape, pillage. And one week later, then they got to put their COVID hat back on. Oh, we got to shut everything down. You can't go to church. You can't have these meetings. You can't. You can't associate with people. You got to have your social distance. Don't America? Let's not fall for this again. Let's not fall for it. And, and so uh, that's what's going on. We are actually playing the enemy's game, and we're actually agreeing to play by the rules that he is forcing upon us. What can I say? Um, I mean, you you just, you nailed it. Um, In the time we have left in this segment, which is just a few minutes here, um, I'd like for you to go through some common sense things people need besides water filtration and food. We've covered that. Um, What else in a synopsis can you say that people should be striving to obtain to enhance their survivability? Okay. Well, first of all, it's the, it's that six inches of gray matter between your your brain, your ears. Um, we, we really need to be training our mind for action right now. Um, that, that that thing I mentioned earlier, um, OODA loop, O O C, uh, you know, or, uh, orient, observe, um, decide, and act. Uh, we really need to be putting that into practice because being able to make split decisions based upon the conditions you find yourself in is going to become a critical skill. Go no go, 
yes, no, those types of skills that you're going to see as, as these flash mobs and violence perpetrates upon our society, that's going to have happen. Radio communication, Dave, every time I've done this, I cannot stress it enough. Radio communication, radio communication, radio communication. It's like, you know, what's the three things in a, that you need for selling a piece of property? Location, location, location. Well, that's radio, radio, radio. It's so important. Shortwave I just want to make a quick distinction. There's the, the, the shortwave radio. That's what's called the 30, 0 to 30 megahertz band. That's what picks up all the stuff from around the world so you can listen to other people, other countries talking. You can hear what other people are saying and what's going on. That way you get different perspectives. And then, you know, to have the ham radio that you, depending on if the repeaters are up, 50 to 100 miles. You know, if not, you get line of sight, whatever that would be, depending on your uh, terrain um you know but being able to communicate with other people because the cell phones will be turned off if you're a conservative absolutely your cell phone will be turned off we just had the mate for largest hack in the united states history and so that is going to be absolutely critical to have the radio communications and none of that's a, a real expensive for entry-level stuff that'll work um and get then get training with it um, matt everett over at brush beater um, I mean, he runs phenomenal training courses uh, on this type of thing, and so you can contact him on brushbeater.wordpress.com. Uh, just a phenomenal training tools of how to use radio in a crisis situation to actually enhance your survivability. And then I, I, I really think, you know, as, as, as the total, if the totalitarians start to win, the radio communication, they'll clamp down on that like, like you cannot believe. And then also with the night vision thing that you know the, the we saw a lot of these mobs doing it at night that's when they were acting that's when they were destroying that's when they were looting that's when they were raping is at night and so you know even though lights were on in those cities i i promise you they have the schematics of where the power transformers are at that they can turn the, the lights off in the city very very quickly so if you think you're going to have the security of lighting when this happens, anybody who has any training at all is going to know how to turn your lights off, turn the lights off in your community, and it will go dark at that time. And that's when the havoc will start. When they turn the lights off, um, that's when havoc will start. And because of those two things, there are 16 elements of critical infrastructure, and they really do hang on power and communication. So, you know, um, when, John Moore, um, former ex Green Beret, uh, told me once in an interview, he said, Eight Spetsnaz could took, take down a city the size of Phoenix. Jamie Walden took down a city of, of, of I think, 1.5 million with, uh, 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 I don't know how many Marines he had, but they took it down in just just short period of time. They took control of uh, power, water, and communication, and they took it down. And, again, going back, do you want to have water on hand? Or ability to filter water? Do you want to have food on hand, or do you want to say, uh, "Here, uh, you, you can you come out of your houses. Uh, we're going to relocate you to a nice, comfortable, hot spa, you know, a bungalow thing, and up in the mountains, and just get on the train." Or do you want to say, I, "You know, I have the su sufficient supplies to uh, hold, you know, not do that. I can communicate. I can orchestrate with other people. I, I can, you know, use radio communication for a lot more than just talking with each other." Um, and that's where you can go to brushbeater.com and talk to him about that. But, um, yeah, those two things, Dave, I, I think their, their, their availability is going to be limited as far as if if Donald Trump loses, you're going to see the clamp down on those types of things, and, and, and I would say light speed. So that, that's what I would tell people. It's get ready. Food, water, communication, um, get decent medical supplies. 
you know, because you might not be able to be, be treated. There's still do you, places. Do you sell you, those, Bob? Uh, the medical supplies? Yes, we do. Yes, and not just boo boo and band aid stuff. We sell some, you know, um, blood clotting agents, uh, Traumadex, Celox, those types of things, combat bandages. Um, you know, they can go on our website and look. But um, those are the types of things. If somebody's, you know, wounded, you're going to need to be able to treat. Some things you won't be able to treat. I mean, you you you, you, you know, you can't treat them. But you you want to have that intermediate stage of being able to treat people. I mean, obviously, if you're shot in the heart or shot in the liver or something like that, that's going to require advanced medical techniques from a hospital. But you might be stabbed or cut or whatever, and violence that's being perpetrated, and you want to be able to stop that blood loss. You want to prevent infection. And there's both um, medical and homeopathic ways you can help prevent that. Uh, and so those that's yeah. where, again, the gray matter between your brain, learning how to do it. And on that on that note, I just have time to ask you for your phone number. Um, 800-627-3809. Uh, call. If it's busy, keep calling. Um, you're busy. <laughs> there's no question. Yes, we Business are. Business yeah. is good. Well, Bob, um, we're going to go ahead and do a part two, but... Uh, we're going to need to disconnect to stay in line with the segment uh, process, so we'll be back in touch. Thank you so much for a very productive segment, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.